If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness, or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. We are the Salon Sleuths. My name is Melissa. And my name is Leslie. And we are two women from the Pacific Northwest. We are both curious about paranormals, spirit guides, ghosts, past lives. We are suspicious about true crime, disappearances, and strange phenomenons. We are open to learning about the supernatural and all things we don't understand. Together, we're opinionated with a splash of smartass. Join us to learn. And... Stay curious, stay suspicious, and stay open. Follow Salon Sluice on all major podcast platforms. Hello. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? I'm good. I got some sun yesterday. (gasps) Ooh, did you go out on the boat? We did, and it was hot. It was our last um, day when we did the LLS fundraiser. We donated two days on the boat of surfing lessons oh yeah and this was the second of those two and so we took a family out and spent the day with them it was super hot I wasn't wearing a swimming suit but I jumped in anyway because it was so hot out and (laughs) got a little pink today but that's okay I'll be extra tan and tomorrow probably yes you'll you'll be great that um sitting out on a boat being exposed like that is just gets so scorching hot we do have a cover, you know, over like the cabin type, I don't, it's not a cabin, but that main area you could sit underneath there and be in the shade. Is it, it called was just so a, hot. Is it called a bimini, bimini hot, wait, bimini, 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 bimini top. top. Yeah. Yes. Something like that. <laughs> yes. Cool. Well, yeah. good. I'm glad you did that. I have been here, uh, taking care of my mother who had reverse shoulder surgery so I've been in my childhood home well that's awesome it's it's probably nice to be like forced to slow down for a couple days 
it gets has to get caught up on things and it has yeah sometimes I have to be forced to do things like that as well yes. so yes and actually um that is a perfect way of putting it because not when I wasn't taking care of her I've been getting caught up on work and and all the things that needed to get done like paperwork wise and yeah so much done so yeah yeah. I like those little moments where you're forced to do things like that. So I think COVID um, forced me to do that, but then I ended up not doing anything. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you get mad well, because I have to go back to work and you still don't have time to get caught up. But um, that's not completely true. You did do uh, your bathroom. I guess that was kind of when you were, yeah, you know, I, I got a lot done, but it, it's just like, it's, you know, not I measurable. Yeah, I work constantly. I'm always like fiddling around doing stuff, but I don't make money doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. So I feel like, uh, you know, if you're going to compare, like if Michael compares me, like he brings in a, the majority, obviously all the money, not majority. He does bring in all the money and which allows me to piddle around and do things that um, are helping other people. They're right. not always serving me. I'm helping lots of other people, but whatever. That's good stuff. And also you, you do bring in a little money by the way, and you take care <laughs> of four kids, a house, two dogs, and you do home projects, which saves him money. Well, and you know, my son that was in trouble, he's only yeah. down to 18 hours left, mm -hmm. which means he got his Xbox yesterday because wow. he, as soon as he got down to 20, then yeah. whatever he does, like he needs to now, if he wants to play today, he has to do some work and however yeah. much time he spends doing that, that's how much time he gets to play until okay. it's all paid off. So wow. he's down to 18 hours. Like he's in the home stretch. Yeah, he is. So are you proud of him? I'm super proud of him. And we got okay. a lot of stuff done. We cut down two trees in our backyard that were just dropping bad fruit, which then our dogs are eating and then causing diarrhea. Issues. And yeah, yeah. So um, those are now gone and they had to haul that away. And I mean, so there's been a lot of work and then it's too hot. So we're trying yeah. to, I'm trying to find like home inside projects for him to do. And which is nice because now we're getting cabinets clean and we're getting things that, you know, nobody and wants he, to do. He's not complaining about this stuff constantly. No. Oh, no. wow. Nope. He wow. doesn't complain at all. You're a good girl. You're a good mama. <laughs> I don't know about that, but <laughs> he owed me big time. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he did. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, so what, uh, what, what are you going to talk about today? Well, today go I'm going to tell you a story about, um, well, have you heard of the good neighbor center? Yes. It's I don't really know road. anything about okay. it, but well, I found out about them when I did events at Club Sport and we did a, like a warm coat drive and we donated all our coats to them. Mm -hmm. And then whatever they didn't use, they then forwarded to other places downtown. So the Good Neighbor Center actually serves, it has 36 beds and it serves nine families at a time. And they all have a private room and they can stay up to six weeks just to get back on their feet and to get settled like so there this is basically a homeless shelter but it's a really nice one where they are they are served three meals a day and they also provide like childcare. so if they're trying to go get a job and it, depending on um let me i'm gonna read you what it says it was built in 1999 and they they've it's been updated several times and with grant dollar dollars and the community develop block grant funds 
um, they're the ones that support them basically is grant money. And in 2007, Washington County gave the building for $1 a year, as long as it's going to be used as a homeless shelter for the next 20 years. Wow. That's cool. Where, where are they located? So it's right on Greenberg road, almost across from, um, that, that trampoline place. Is that, is it sky high? Oh, sky high. Yeah. 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 Okay. And then the families who are able to obtain stable income and meet certain criteria, they are then able to apply for the housing stabilization program. And then they have they partnership with Washington County Public Housing Authority, and they provide subsidized um, housing, and they have up to nine months to like ramp up the rent in, in order to pay for it full price, but they give them at, at a lower price for nine months until they build up until they can pay regular rent. So the families that stay there who are working hard and they actually help build their credit and they do all kinds of things for them in order to get back on their feet. And the families that show this like incentive to like really make it happen, then they're able to apply for this um, housing project um, subsidized rent thing. Um, That's really cool. It's really cool. cool. And so we've done like huge events. Um, Our friend, our, you know, our friend that worked with me at the, you know, she listens to us, I think, um, who did events with me, you know, I'm talking about. Yes, I do. So when we would have extra food from these huge events, we would pack it up and we've, once we've taken them downtown in just these meal boxes and passed it out to the homeless. Other times we've just taken it straight to the good neighbor center and they would take it, even if it was like mashed potatoes that we didn't use for the event where, where like some places will only take unopened things. They took everything. So it didn't matter. And it was right around like close to Thanksgiving. So this is stuff that they could have used for a Thanksgiving meal. And, um, and it came from a commercial uh, kitchen Kitchen. and we were a business donating it. So I think that's why they were able to take it. And we took them everything rolls and stuff. I mean, we probably fed everybody there. So I felt really good about that. And so that's how I know about the good neighbor center. And do you know anything? Did you, what did you hear about them? Well, I feel like my mother gets like a postcard from them quite often. I I feel like this is something that I've seen here at my house. Like, okay. But I don't really know. Well, I know that that, like they get, um, I think 15% of the money that comes in is actually from like private donations. And if you go to their website, they actually tell you a list of things that they constantly need. And of, of course, they're always looking for money. And, but, majority of what comes in is from grants and other things that they apply for, but it is helping like basically nine families get back on their feet. And sometimes, you know, they have to go to um, like drug rehab or what, you know, like outside. I don't know how that works. Like, right. Check in, but you're like checking in during the day outpatient Um, or yeah. Yeah. Outpatient stuff. So they do support families and those sorts of things just because they realize that kind of comes with the territory of being homeless. So I think they offer so many different kinds of support. So this brings me to the story I'm about to tell you. And it's very sad. So I'm talking about this too, because one of my clients who came in, she's really interested in women that murder, not just men. Um, And she just finds it more interesting that 
um, women are able to do that kind of stuff when we just typically think it's a man. And she gave me a specific case that she wanted me to talk about, but that one's a little bit more involved. And so I thought I'm going to wait until I have more time to research that one in order to tell the story, um, which I will mess it up anyway, because <laughs> I have a terrible memory and I can't <laughs> remember details, but this one's kind of simple. It's really terrible and it's super sad, but this was on August 14, 2012. Jessica Dutro and her boyfriend, Brian Kennedy, they actually were living at the Good Neighbor Center. They were, um, and I, I don't know what week they were in because they only can stay for six weeks. So I have no idea where they were in this process, but they called 911 on this, on this day. People had come to the Good Neighbor Center, the, the you know, police and fire and everybody showed up at this um, shelter and their son who was four years old, who had just turned four years old the day before was unconscious and he was, he was collapsed and unconscious. And they lived there, he, they had an older daughter who was seven, they had a two-year-old son and a newborn. And like I said, this was wow. the day after his fourth birthday. So this little guy was only four years old. And um, they took him to the hospital. He was put on life support. And what they realized that um, he had trauma to his abdomen, which then uh, ripped his intestines. And for the last two days, it's been leaking into his gut, which then I think is septic. He's went septic and basically died because of that infection. Oh, um, because he sat with the ripped um, intestine for two days, which means this happened the day before his birthday. So for those two days, he obviously was in a ton of pain, um, but these kids were also to told to be quiet, to, um, you know, they would always get a licking is what the oldest daughter would say. If they were misbehaving, they would get a licking. Um, one thing that was um, brought to their attention was on Jessica Dutro's page, she had written a message to her boyfriend. Now, why do people put messages to people on Facebook? Thank you. Right. Okay. Because she could just say it to them versus putting it out there. Well, Correct. basically um, she was saying that he was walking and talking like he was gay. She didn't say gay, but she's like, like it. And she's like, and he needed to work on Zachary. So this was <sighs> this leading up to when this injury had happened. So apparently um, so the dad. The dad needed to work on him. So I don't believe this was the father. I could be wrong, but okay. I believe he was just the boyfriend. I don't, I don't know if he was the actual father of this child. Actually, I take that back. I'm pretty positive he wasn't, but their infant was hers and his. Okay. So the three children, for, were, I believe, were from somebody else. So basically, she was saying that her son is walking and talking like he's gay and he needed to work on it for him. And the kids said that they are regularly beat by um, both of them, basically. And um, let's see, he was taken off. Um, okay, the day he was taken off life support, the mother Googled or went on and did some search. It may not be Google, but she did a search for anger ma management, for parenting classes. She also searched for free stuff and sex with strangers. Um, okay. So she wasn't too worried okay. about her anger management because there were other <laughs> things that she was looking for as well. 
Wow. Okay. Yeah. That, that was a weird last one to throw in there. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's what, I mean, every article I read, they was like, oh, and she also was looking for sex with, sex with strangers. I'm like, oh, <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about when I'm trying to yeah. save my son. Yeah. Exactly. Um, anyway, she pleaded guilty to manslaughter and assault, but let me tell you what she was charged with one count of murder, five counts of murder with abuse and second degree assault. So she pleaded guilty and to a lesser um, charge to a lesser charge basically though, right? yes and and it's just really sad so the boyfriend brian kennedy he admitted he kicked the boy in the stomach <gasps> because he wanted to take his shoes off before he sat down to watch tv uh, wait um, the, wait 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 yes. he wanted he wanted the little boy to take his shoes off before he no the little boy to... wanted to take his shoes off before he sat down to watch tv <gasps> he apparently didn't want him to take off his shoes so he kicked him in the stomach <gasps> And the jury listened to an audio recording by the seven-year-old sister, and she explained how the mother and Kennedy hit and pitched, and pit, sorry, hit and punched Zachary until he got dead, is <gasps> what she had said. Um, she explained um, how they were often hit for not being good. So after, like right before they called 911, he was actually placed into the shower because he was lethargic and he was basically like collapsing so she thought she would try to wake him up by putting him in the shower and that didn't work and this is all coming from the sister i believe and um oh sorry let me go back to he wet himself that's why she put him in the shower but then he was also like lethargic and like collapsing at the same time so they put the boy's limp body in the shower to kind of wake him up to clean him up before they called 911 so he um, went to, you know, when he went to the emergency and they were uh, looking at him for his injuries, they also noticed he was covered with bruises, which then the hospital then took the other children to check them. And at the hospital, they noticed the younger brother, who was only two, had five broken ribs and they were all at various stages of healing, but they all happened at two different, you know, times. So they could see that you know, certain ribs were already healed at the same time. Oh my and then gosh. there were other broken. So the little boy, two years old, had uh, five broken ribs. Oh my and gosh. the little girl, who's only seven, told the nurse, at least I have other brothers. <gasps> so she got 25 years and um, let's see, 25 years. And let's see, Zachary, um, let's see. So Dutro, her, her family now takes care of the other three children, which I was trying to do the math. If this happened in 2014 and the girl was seven, how old would she be now? Well, that was six, seven years ago. So she's 14. Okay. Which is super sad because that means she's, you know, a freshman in high school and I don't know where that family lives, but yeah. they could be local still, which is super sad. And let me see if there's anything else. Oh, the boyfriend only got... I believe 14 years because he testified against the girlfriend, even though he was the one who actually kicked him, killed yeah. him. Um, it was basically on the orders of her. Um, but she was the mother who didn't protect her children against that monster. So I don't know if it's because she's the mother or because she ordered her boyfriend to okay. you know, take care of it because he was gay. So was I have poor. a question. I have yeah. a question. Yes. So what you're saying is he was kicked and, and beat, but then it was a couple days later 
when he went down? Because you said he'd been leaking and doing all that. Yes. So I believe the day before his birthday, this thing happened. And then it was torn in his abdomen. So it had been leaking and he's basically got this infection for two days. On that second day is when he peed himself. Okay. Where she puts him in the shower and he's super lethargic. He's like collapsing. He's not doing well, obviously. And um, then they call 911. And okay, at that time, so the, it's now it's too late. They can't save him. It's so bad that yeah. they're now like, okay, let's look at the other kids. And I don't know, um, they didn't really say um, if the daughter had anything, but the definitely the four-year-old, the two-year-old and the infant was untouched. So actually the article did say that the infant was untouched, which makes me believe that maybe the girl might've had something as well, but she was old enough to learn, like, you don't mess with mom and dad or right. mom and boyfriend because right. you better. And like, how did this all happen in this, like, I mean, the, the good neighbor center is a decent sized place, but I mean, I could probably hear my neighbor yelling, right? Like, you know, they were probably just taught to be very quiet from the very beginning. Like, yeah, it's super sad. Anyway, I was just thinking if that happened in 2014 and he's only in there for 14 years, he's like halfway done. Oh Yeah. Which is super sad. It's sad that like something happened in a facility like that. Yeah. I mean, it happened. It's sad that it happens anyway, but to be in a place where like they're trying to help people and to improve their lives. And then when right under their noses, there's abuse happening. And, you know, it just makes me think that um, so many times those people that are in those situations were raised in situations like that so i think comes from a long line of which is scary because now her parents are watching the children so if that's true they could also be in the same similar situation as she was growing up if that's the case jeez well it was i think she was only 25 years old and having these four kids yeah that's a lot of pressure and now you're homeless and you're just frustrated and who knows if they're on drugs or what is there any evidence that she was also beating them or was it just no I think they both did it said that um, the daughter said that they would get a licking okay and it wasn't just from the boyfriend but I think he was the one that ultimately kicked him in the abdomen and caused this to happen oh my gosh but the, the baby two years old having five broken ribs seriously that is just Seriously. terrifying. It's like, well, and I think, I mean, I would guess that maybe those volunteers would have to be mandatory reporters. Yeah. Did they see bruises? And I mean, they said they were covered with bruises. Was this um, summer months or winter? I don't remember what so you said. So they were, this happened on August 14th. So it was summer. So they would have like typically shorts and t-shirts yeah. on and not be, you know, but then like, you know, I remember when my boys were little, their, their legs bruises, were covered in yeah. bruises, constantly yeah. fighting. And I mean, they, they were all either yeah. self-inflicted or to each other, but, right. um, I and I guess, I guess with the thing that the ER has and the doctors have is they can look and see how deep those are, you know, and yes, whereas went how long ago and like, yeah. You know, yeah. yeah. Whereas is, you I and I looking at a kid who, you know, just has some bruises. You're like, well, that's normal. Where'd you get that? Oh, I fell off the playground. Cause you know, 
they're right. also told to do those things. So yeah, they cover that's it pretty well, bad. or I fell or, you know, whatever, like, yes, that's, that's just, well, it makes me sad when there's kids. Totally. It's like, well, and they were so little, like, it wasn't like a teenager who could try to get away or yeah, defend himself. But yeah, yourself. it was sad. I just hope that the other kids are doing well now. And, you know, I mean, they're that old seven-year-old's old enough to know what happened, you know? Yeah. And luckily she's got other brothers, so it's okay, I guess. Oh, well, that's just a seven-year-old saying that I'm sure. I'm sure now that she's older, she doesn't think that you know yeah oh poor thing well and then yesterday when i was on the river i was looking at forest park because we where we have to surface all the way down an industrial area yeah and forest park is huge right like it's right. Par- i mean it's not even a park it's like woods right and then so then i started looking it says it's 5100 acres well then when i looked at it doesn't look like that many miles but when you're looking from the river it looks like a lot I mean, it is it's a lot. It huge. is. It's a lot. And there's over 70 miles of trails, but there's all kinds of history to that park. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun... Yeah, you get it every time. And if you love the filet of fish, right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just six dollars. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba da ba ba ba. Like um, throughout the whole, all these years, because I don't think it was established as a park until June twenty fourth, eighteen seventy six, and they actually tried to develop on certain parts of the forest park but because the ground is unstable they weren't able to so then oh. it, that's why it's just like this park but there's all kinds of murders that happened in there yeah. so um i'm actually kind of excited to research a little bit more because i do remember like the forest park killers yes and then every time i mentioned it, people didn't know what i was talking about and i'm like i'm pretty sure i remember like a series that happened in there and it didn't seem like that long ago but there's actually a few different stories that go with forest park so i might look so into I that think, as well. i think that i researched it i'm not sure that i did a story on it but there was actually a couple yes back in the 50 well 40s or 50s well, found that was kind of like the first murder yeah. in the park but yeah then there's been lots of people that have been murdered and dumped in the park so it's kind of like whether you, you, how do you want to classify how the park was involved, right? Whether it was being dumped or the murder actually happened in the park. 
say it's big, but it's not very big. It's huge because it actually goes it from downtown Portland all the way to Hills, like kids that go to that, that go to school in Hillsboro and, and, you know, that's a long yeah, ways. It's yeah. huge. And the other thing is like, they have like herds of elk that go through there that nobody yeah. will ever see because it is so huge. Then like, I actually took a video of it when I was on the river yesterday, because it's just massive trees you, and it goes up and over the hill all the way to the zoo and further out. Like, I mean, it goes forever. Like, I mean, that would be the perfect place to commit a crime. <laughs> well, and that's, that that's your, your point is well taken because it's really from downtown to rural, you know, Hillsboro, North Plains, Helvetia, kind of that area. So it, cause, because it, it's, it, how do I say this? It goes on the hilltop, right? So it's for those right. of you who well, don't it understand goes, it, it, it goes Portland, kind of, St. Helens, Skepoos, Beaverton, Hillsboro, like it's like a mountain range yes, kind of it is yes yeah yeah and it's just trees yes yeah and, and gullies and little cherries yeah. and little well it's said 70 miles of trails I'm like are you sure that's all I mean like maybe they just haven't developed trails all the way through and out and I know that lots of people have gotten lost up there and well that's you that can get is, lost up in there for days like right. really and, that's kind of the deal why it would be so hard is because the whole thing is not populated with trails. So right. there is only 70 miles of trails winding through there. And I got to say the majority of them are towards the front towards downtown Portland. And so if you take into account how sparse they get towards yes. the rural areas of the park and, and we're not talking park, like central park, like we're no. talking. Oh, I was going to say, this is bigger than central park. I did write yeah, that down. For sure. Yeah. Well, they were saying they they were like, oh, I wonder, but they did say it was definitely bigger than Central Park. I wrote that down somewhere. Um, yeah, and and we talked about this on Alyssa McCran when she went missing up in um, Multnomah Falls. Yes, like she could have taken one of those trails, which looks like a trail, but it's actually water runoff. Right. And it looks like a trail, so when you're up there running, you could actually get on one of the, which would be considered like a single track. Right. But it's not actually a trail. So you can easily get fully lost up there. Yeah. I don't know. That's it. And never be found. Yes. Because people aren't like climbing down into these things. And quite frankly, in a park like this, they don't want you. They say, stay on the path. So there's. Oh yeah. You know what? I was not going to talk about this yet because I had facebooked a couple of people regarding uh -huh. um the prostitutes that were found yeah. they did find the guy who did it his name was todd allen reed there was a direct dna match on him he uh -huh. got three life sentences and i actually reached out to a couple of her friends that commented oh my gosh we were such good friends i really loved alexandria her name is Ison. I alexandria Ison. they call her alex and i even found the people that she was staying with when she went missing uh-huh and, um, and some of her really good friends. So I did message a few people and one lady even said I was his next victim. Like there oh, was God. something with her living in like off of Burnside, which is right next to all of this right. and, um, how he had come to her house and like, she could have been his next victim. Yeah. She was like, so I did message her. I didn't, haven't heard back from her yet, but I think I was waiting now. I remember because I have a terrible memory. <laughs> of why um, it took me so long um, because I was waiting to hear back from this lady who hasn't even looked at it yet. So it's okay. 
It's all right. We're, we're giving a prelude. This is how okay, our there. minds work. Oh this my is how God. We, it's like an advertisement. It's like you're advertising. <laughs> we told most of the story already, but you know, um, commercial break. Oh. <laughs> What's coming next? Yeah. Well, I, was I have, like, go ahead. I have, I have a local story for you too. Oh, good. Tell me. That is actually called the Oak Grove Jane Doe. And this ties into forest park because it's the willamette river so anyone who's from here we've got forest park and it runs along the willamette river that feeds from the ocean right but the willamette river goes quite a ways inland obviously and this jane doe um i don't actually know why she's called the oak grove now that i because i believe she was found in oak grove which is on the other side of the river, like right along the water. Where at? In um, so Black- like Milwaukee. Okay. And then there's Oak Grove, so it's right on the other side of um, Milwaukee, or like okay. um, is that right, Milwaukee? Like uh, I know what stores over there, and there's like a bunch of dealerships, but okay, um, yeah. So, so that, she- that was a line. However, here's the deal with this. First of all, I used um, a bunch of Wikipedia stuff. Coin Six has covered this by Chelsea Wicks, um, so if you want to go check it out, but let's back up April 12th of 1946. So this is quite a ways back. A woman's torso was found in the Willamette river. Now where my research says she was found was South of Dunthorpe, which is, um, right near wisdom light moorage. Do you know where that is on the river? Mm -hmm. Since you know, the river really well. So it's just South of Dunthorpe, which isn't quite as far I'm down think of south. as never eat soggy. towards Lake Oswego. Oh, so that's I mean, not even I don't, near Oak Grove at all. So right. That's why yeah. I was saying mm-hmm. that. I'm not sure, but now you'll hear. Well, other maybe if it's on the other side of the river, maybe that's Oak Grove. I have no idea. Yeah. And, and you're going to find there were other parts of her. So they just oh, found, okay. they just found, um, her torso and, um, it was wrapped in burlap and it was floating near that wisdom light moorage. Um, and this was dubbed the wisdom light murder for a while back in 1946, the following day, however, so April 13th of 1946, her arms and one thigh was found and it was found against the locks on the Willamette falls six miles down the river. So that's quite a ways, right? Yes. But as you and I know, that river runs pretty, pretty swiftly. Yes. Um, and both hands and a foot had been severed, but were still missing. And then in July, so a few months later, in July of 1946, the same year, the second thigh was found near Oregon City. And additional clothing was found in the Clackamas River in September. Okay. Were they cut off or was it the one where it could break off? Okay. Yeah, no, they were cut off very cleanly. In fact, that's one of the things that the pathologist, when I get to that said, it was a very clean job. They clearly knew where their joints were to take these, these, um, limbs off. But in September, um, fragments of human skull were found near the Willamette falls as well. Um, in October of 1946, the victim's severed head was found in the river near where the torso was found. The hands and the feet were never found. So this body had been cut up 
uh, pretty cleanly, pretty well. A pathologist from the University of Oregon's medical school confirmed that the victim was middle-aged Caucasian woman between 40 and 50 years old. It had been reported that she was much younger, but that became untrue when the pathologist checked out her remains. In 2004, the murder was actually formally reopened, but this does remain a cold case. The reason I'm telling you about this is there may be somebody who knows something. You know, this was a long, long yeah. time ago, and a lot of these people have died. But um, I'm going to tell you the worst part is that her belongings and remains were lost by law enforcement in this time. Now, I'm going to tell you about her personal effects. In her bag, in the bag, sorry, of personal items, it was also in a burlap bag tied with telephone wire and, um, and string. There was and an wait, overcoat. where, when, where was the bag found? Well, they were found all over, remember, but the Clackamas River is where the clothing was found. Okay. I know. I don't know where that is. Well, it's off of the Willamette River. So the okay. Clackamas River feeds into the Willamette River. Well, the thing I was just looking up, it says that Willamette River flows south to north. Could she, could she have been put in at the falls and then floated? Yes. Okay. So the, they actually are speculating, but no one knows. There's no proof of any of this stuff, but they think that it's possible that she could have been dumped in two different places yeah. or been dumped around. So they do, they do say that they think maybe the personal items, the overcoat, the long underwear and a dark sweater were maybe dropped on the Clackamas river at a separate time. Okay. okay. And, um, so this is the part that I think we should take note of for me. I feel like this is a key, obviously her items, but that the burlap had been wrapped with rope and wire and contained sash weights. Well, I was like, what is a sash weight? You yeah. know, those weights on double hung windows that um, when you pull the window up, they weight down the strings. Yes. So they're all an, an old thing that in the forties you right. would find, but I'm like, okay, sash weights. Like now two of the bags had sash weights weighing them down. So somebody had a lot of sash weights hanging out that are missing from their windows. Exactly. Or they were a window, you know, construction worker worked on so windows. They did this owned inside a of a house. Like they cut them down. Not necessarily. Because... Maybe their mm-hmm. maybe their place of work has a bunch of sash weights. Okay. They, yeah, yeah. You know, I, I, it, well, I meant like it was. It didn't happen outside, and then somebody. No. Right? Like, could they they did not. This? Yeah. They did not cut her up probably on the side of the river, because it seems that it's potential that she was brought there in in bags that yes. they didn't cut and dismember her there on the side of the water. Um. And yeah, they had to have, you know, they had a bunch of sash weights, right? Which I yeah. feel like that's one of the keys that I want to know about. Like, okay, who's connected to this case that would have access to a bunch of sash weights? But here's where I also think we can find some clues. Um, is, oh, before I go on to that. They did make plaster casts of the footprints in the mud near where her torso was found. And it was also estimated that the torso had been placed in the water only 36 hours before it 
was discovered. So this was not like a really old torso body parts that um, maybe had been there for a long, long time. It was pretty recent. And the lower, lower torso had burn marks similar to the patterns indicated that somebody had used a blowtorch on her. And so maybe she was tortured. They don't say that this was, that she was potentially burned um, after she was dead. But I also could say, well, maybe they tried to like burn the body and that didn't really work. And so then they went to plan B, but nowhere does it say that it says that maybe she was tortured. So there must have some reason to believe that those were pre-death burns, but I have no idea. The woman also wore dentures and her cause of death was blunt force trauma to the head. The dismembering, as I said, was very clean and at the joints. And then possibly they used a saw to take her, take her limbs off at the joints. Now there were a few leads that I'm actually not even going to go into that were investigated, but there was never any way to corroborate or, um, decide that those were credible. So I'm not even going to go into those, but the one thing I am going to go into is that at the same exact time, a woman by the name of Anna Schrader, who was married, she had been married, um, twice. This was her second husband. She was married to a railroad, um, worker. She went missing and it turns out that Anna had had an affair with a uh, Portland police Lieutenant William Brenning and some years back. And she had had this affair with him for a while. And he had said, look, I'm not leaving my wife and kids for you. Um, and so she kind of got angry and it, it doesn't really say exactly, but they got into a fight and his gun went off. And he jumped on her with both of his knees and broke a few ribs. She was arrested and she ended up suing the police bureau for alienation of affection. Wait, why was she arrested? Uh, well, that's a great question. Yeah. But he was a police lieutenant. Bum, 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 bum. So he found somebody to bum, bum, bum. Well, I'm sure he called and said, this is Lieutenant da, da, da. You need to come get yeah. this, this crazy ass chick who's, you know, whatever. And so, then she stood for, what was it? What did you say? Alienation of affections. Mm. Yeah. So the lieutenant, uh, right? The lieutenant actually lost his job. Do you but, wait, how old was she? Because this, it says the person that was missing. Yes. Was she was 40 to 50, yeah. 5, 2, 5, 4, and 125 pounds. How, she matches all of that. She so matches where did you find all. her like in the missing people like stuff? She's part of this case. So if you, if you dig deeper, there is a um, woman by the name of, oh gosh, she's a crime writer. I guess I didn't write her name down, but um, the Clackamas County Sheriff's Office reopened the case in 2004. And in 2017, an interview with the Clackamas County Sergeant, John Krumacher, he basically said, look, I have no credible evidence that this could be Anna Schrader, but I don't have any evidence that it's not. So well, they don't have she, the, any information. They don't have the stuff anymore. They to don't have any like, stuff. Now, who would make that stuff just disappear? Yeah. I wonder. Uh-huh. Hey, did that, did that Lieutenant, did he have a farm? 
Do you know anything about him? Don't know. Because it says the burlap bags were actually, it says wrapped in feed bags, which could be the burlap. Yeah. So, I mean, who would have a feed bag? Somebody who has chickens and cattle and, right? Well, growing up, my grandparents always had that. They had a, they yeah. didn't have animals, but they had a garden and they always had feed That's bags true. and okay. all that kind of stuff. Probably back in the 1940s. They would, they would dry. Kind of yeah. They would dry stuff in the feed bags and. Okay. Now I told you that she sued the Bureau, yes. right? For alienation of affections. And she ended up um, representing herself. And it was quite the brouhaha, you know, the scandalous thing where she's representing herself. She I like actually, her. Yeah, I know. She actually won, which Good is kind of her. Cool. And she and threatened. The wife probably knew now. Right, right, exactly. She actually threatened to expose the Portland P Police Bureau with what she called their little dirty secrets. And she said she had Ooh. a black book oh. that had all of this information in it, right? That's what killed her, right? Yep, there. yep. So she, after the, even after the lawsuit, um, was unhappy with the Portland Police Bureau. And she said she was going to expose all this. Well, then, she apparently told people she was going to leave and go to Minnesota. So you have, Hey, I'm threatening. And now I'm leaving for Minnesota and then poof, she's gone. She yeah. went missing and she's never been seen again. Um, and now the only evidence is the body description and her skull description and all of the things that they found, but all of the evidence has been lost. They they know that's her. How convenient. Hey, that Lieutenant, is he still around? I do not know. Mm. He would Curious. have been 50 in the forties. So I doubt it. Yeah. He would probably be quite old. Let's see. Yeah. He'd be over a hundred now. So no, he's not alive, yeah. but you know, I mean, I think about the children and grandchildren of him and what they may or may have because he did have at least a son or child I don't know that it, I, I think I may be making that up that he had a son but um he definitely had a child you know what information is there did he ever tell stories were there ever stories told about this you know somebody knows something probably still yeah um and I I do believe in corruption I don't I'm not genuinely, I think, a suspicious. Well, person, and I don't think but... something that like that probably didn't happen. Like not one person did it. Correct. There's several right. people, right. That got right. involved with that one. I and where did so. the sash weights come from? Like you had yeah. to have a lot of sash weights. Those aren't very heavy. So you had to have a lot of sash weights to sink a body, I would say. Gosh, dang. Right. I can tell you're like looking things up on the internet. I am. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? I, well, and I haven't even found where you got those two connected. So I'm pretty impressed. Really? Oh, look at you. Like you're like, I don't have anything. <laughs> like you have lots. What are you talking about? <laughs> you're so um, that's crazy. Right. I, well, you know, I had heard about the Oak Grove, but I didn't dive into it like that and so that's super interesting and like if you I sent you the link to um this you probably already had it the Clackamas County Sheriff's Office but mm -hmm. it shows like her clothes that were probably in that bag that you were saying mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um 
okay, why would she have, okay, let's think about this for a minute. She had what she was wearing, but she had a bag of stuff. Where, so was she leaving to go and then this happened? Like, why would she have a bag of things? She potentially didn't have a bag of stuff. They potentially put a bag of her stuff together okay, and then dumped it. I mean, because it looks like a lot of stuff. There's like a dress, a skirt, a jacket, like you said, a bunch of things. Mm -hmm. That's a lot to have in a bag if you were just killed, like in your own, like, or kidnapped from your own house. Right. Right. But if, if her body was, was naked when it was cut up and everything, they took the clothes off of her and they packed it all up. Yeah. I suppose. Yeah. So I did think it was a lot of clothes for her to be wearing long underwear. I'm not sure what, I mean, well, I if she 40s, was found but... in April 13th, this could have happened. That's and you true. know, in Still Portland, rainy. it's not very warm in April. Yeah. So this happened even before that. So it was probably cold. She was probably had a lot of stuff on. I don't that know. Is true. That is true. Yeah. So very interesting, huh? But I think that probably what they're thinking there was corruption. Too is, yeah, I think there was, I'm, well, I'm suspicious. That missing. Yeah. Right. You should I'm be suspicious. suspicious. Shouldn't I? You should I be think very I should. curious about this. <laughs> well, you know what that means. Yes. It's the end of the show. It we is. have to tell everyone. What are we going to tell them, Leslie? I, what is your tagline, Melissa? <laughs> stay, stay curious. Stay, stay suspicious. Stay suspicious. <laughs> oh, God. Stay suspicious. And stay and open. Stay yes. Good job, girl. Right? That is important. My God, that was a crazy one. That was good for just... Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older, but Mini Health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. Midi clinicians are menopause experts offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match, with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.